0: until the day of redemption. To this great pastor, Pastor Ventus, and to all of the preachers of the gospel, the deacons, the brothers and sisters in Christ, I am so appreciative again tonight for this blessed privilege to be with you again. Thank God for the gift of life, health and strength, and as my grandmother used to say, I thank him for things being as well as they are. Amen. I neglected to say last night how glad I was. I'm always glad to have my wife with me. Amen. Good to see some of the members of St. Mark here. Appreciate their presence. And good to see all of you. Thank you for your presence. Uh, I'm thoroughly convinced that uh, New Mission's got some of the singing as folk uh, in Cincinnati. I enjoyed this choir tonight. Amen. 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 Praise God for them and for the gift of music. Amen. 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 If you brought your Bibles tonight, please turn with me to the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 22, verse 31 through verse, uh, let's see, 34. 31 through 34, chapter 22 of the Gospel of Luke. And it reads this way, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And When thou art converted Strengthen thy brethren And he said unto him Lord I am ready to go with thee Both into prison And to death And he said I tell thee Peter The cock shall not crow this day Before that thou hast Thou shalt thrice deny That thou knowest me Thank you so much. Father, we thank you again tonight for this blessed privilege to gather around your word. I pray tonight that I won't get in the way of anything that you would do or say unto your people tonight. Thank you by faith for what you will do tonight. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. We ask it all in Jesus' name and for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Our subject tonight is sifted but saved. Yes, sifted but saved. The gospel writer Luke seems to have us to understand this particular point in his gospel that it is a period of of hostility for Jesus. His period of of popularity has come and gone. And he would have the disciples to understand that the hostility that Jesus must confront, so must they likewise confront it. And so as he has us to read his writings tonight, he would have us to understand that all of us, we who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ must suffer alongside of Jesus. That we will find ourselves weeping over the brokenness of this world, That we will find ourselves suffering the indignities that many must suffer. That we will find ourselves experiencing the injustice, the violence, and the depravity that so many others experience as routine. Jesus did not die in order to spare us the indignities of the wounded or of the world. Yes, sir. But rather, he died so that we might come to understand and see his wounds as our very own. Yes, Amen. Amen. At this particular point in time, Jesus foresees the trauma and the tragedy and the conflict yes. of the disciples. Yes, sir. And he says, that the first indication of this change can be seen in the warning that he has for Peter. As a matter of fact, he speaks to Peter in the passage directly. He says unto him, Simon, Simon, behold. In other words, look out. Amen. Notice it's not... Elementary, but it, it is worth mentioning that he refers to him not as Peter. He refers to him as Simon. Simon. For Peter, Peter means rock like qualities. And at this point in time, Peter is not manifesting rock like qualities. So he refers to him as Simon, Simon. He has him to know, he says, that Satan has demanded to sift all of you. He has requested and received permission from God to literally have you, to test you to sift you as a farmer does grain. And the farmer would take the grain and violently shake it so that the chaff would separate from the wheat. And he is saying to him, Peter and as well all of the disciples, that Satan has requested and received permission from God to put you through the same kind of violent shaking. Amen. Here on the Mount of Olives, Jesus, just before his arrest, he tells Peter, Simon, Simon, listen, Satan has demanded to sift all of you. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Amen. Now, when we read this passage, it reminds us of the book of Job. Satan seems to be reminiscent at this point of what happens in the life of Job. In the book of Job, Satan comes to God and points to Job and says, Job does not serve you for nothing. Satan was saying to God, look at Job. He he isn't serving you. He's trying to get you to serve him. He's not really a follower of you. He's a manipulator of you. He's not serving you. He's using you. He's not after the blesser. He is only after the blessings. And so essentially he says, let me take away Job's health and wealth. And you will see what he really is. One of my favorite writers describes Satan as God's prosecuting attorney. Amen. Satan looks over Jesus' disciples and recognizes them for what they are. Half-hearted, half-committed, and following without understanding or even wanting to understand. Satan offers helpful advice to Jesus. He says to Jesus, let me have them. (laughs) Let me sift them. Let me sift them. Let let me separate the wheat from the chaff. Let, Let me separate the faithful from the fearful. Let me separate the sincere from the indifferent. Yes, let, let me sift them. I, I want to show you that their loyalty is not real. Yes, I, I want to show you that their faith is weak. Let, let me have them. This word that's used for sifting in the, in the Bible comes from a Greek word that means to try one's faith. Yes, to the very edge of overthrow, amen, amen. And so Satan is suggesting, he's bringing charges against the disciples. He he says to Jesus that they have a lack of integrity in their devotion to God. And so what he says is I wanna subject them to severe trials. to tempt them to be disloyal to God. Amen. And you understand this kind of language? I'm talking about those times when when you seem to be in those volatile positions in life, when you are teetering and tottering between a breakthrough Mm. and a breakdown. Amen. All, all All of us understand trials you know what it feels like to be on the verge of actually thinking that you might lose your mind amen and all that you know is is that something has to give amen amen all you know is is that you keep telling yourself you cannot keep going this way something has to give I, either i'm going to have a breakthrough Oh Lord, I'm going to have a breakdown. Jesus tells Peter, says, Peter, all the, although all these things are true, says, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. I'm praying that your faith won't run out. I'm praying that your faith will not disappear, that it will not give out. And so, Simon Peter hears these words. But Simon suffers from a common malady found among Christians. He he suffers from overconfidence. He he suffers from overconfidence. Amen. And so when Jesus says to him, Peter, I'm praying that your faith fail not. See, Peter's reply is, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison, and not only to prison, but to death. Amen. And, 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 and not only that, not only that, but he says, even though all the rest of these fellows, I, I can't speak for them, but although the rest of these fellows may, may abandon you, I want you to know that when, when the dust clears, I'll be there. I'll still be there. I'll be there. I'll be there with you. When, when the going gets tough, I'll be there behind you. And, and he was behind him, way behind him. He, he was behind him. Amen. Says, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Jesus sadly tells Peter, he says, Peter, you don't know yourself. You, you don't know yourself. Because the, before the rooster crows three times, you will have denied me three times. Amen. And so Jesus, Jesus speaks to him seriously about his true condition. Now Satan thinks that it's a time for sifting the faithful to determine them from the faithless. Peter thinks it's time for self-confidence. But Jesus recognizes it's time to pray it's time to pray. He says I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. On the Mount of Olives Jesus goes out to pray and before he prays he turns to his disciples and says pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Pray that you don't enter into temptation. But the disciples don't pray. Uh, They fall asleep. They, They fall asleep. And out of all the gospel writers, Luke is the only one that says they fell asleep because of grief. They are literally overwhelmed with grief. There is a strong feeling of helplessness. There's a strong feeling of being overpowered. Amen. There is a strong feeling of an inability to cope there is a strong feeling of disappointment. There is a strong feeling of a dismantling of the solidarity that they once had. And because of that, Luke says, they go to sleep. Uh Amen. You do know that sometimes people use sleep as temporary relief. amen. 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 And there are many ways to become sleepers. Amen. When Jesus returns from his praying, he finds them a second time trying to impress upon them the urgency of the situation. He says, get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. It is the time of trials, my brothers and my sisters, that brings upon us the choice of faith or faithlessness. Amen. Amen. It brings to us the choice that we can continue to follow in the way of Jesus or we can go our own ways. But there's always the recognition that either we're for Him or we are against him, there is no middle way. Amen. It's the time of trial that separates the wheat from the chaff, faith from unfaith, fans from followers. And Jesus teaches us to pray that we will be spared that terrible testing. Pray that you may not come into the time Trial, we say it this way Lord, deliver us from evil and lead us not into temptation. Now, Jesus knows that when we are not up, that we most often are not up to the time of trial. Amen. We don't test well. Uh, there was a high school basketball coach being interviewed on television, and uh, he was being interviewed as to the record of his basketball team. They had been started off the season doing pretty well, but they reached the point where they were on a losing streak. Uh, the interviewer wanted to know, Coach, uh, what's the reason? What do you think is the reason for the team losing? The coach said, well, upon close observation, I found out what it is. He says, we do well in practice, but we don't do well in the game. Uh, we, do, we, we are better in practice than we are in the game. And, and the minute I heard that, I said, it sounds like church. It, it sounds like church <clears throat> We are We are so much better In, in practice You do know that's what this is. This is this is, this is this is this is practice This is practice We'll have the benediction and, the, and, and, and practice will be over And we'll be sent out To the game But we do better we have more confidence. We have a stronger appearance. We have a, a, a sense of being overcomers. Uh, victorious. And all of those, all of those things, those wonderful qualities in practice. But it's when we get in the game that we seem to be having a, a losing record. Amen. Certainly, certainly Peter understood that. For Peter had said to Jesus, Though all men forsake you, I will be there. And three times, not not once, but three times Peter says adamantly, I don't know anything about this Jesus. And the third time he starts cursing. Amen. 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 He. He, he, Jesus has just been arrested. Peter chooses to protect himself from the violence that he is about that is about to kill Jesus. He chooses self protection rather than confessing that he is a follower of Jesus. He he, he lies to save himself from the violence. Now, now, Peter's denial of Jesus demonstrates that, that Peter was overcome by remorse. Jesus looks at him. The Bible says Jesus looks directly at Peter, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. Amen. And that is, ironically, the first step in the process of his restoration. That was the first step. The the weeping bitterly was the first step toward repentance and the process of restoration. The story suggests that it is really not Jesus that they betrayed. Here's the irony of it. It was not Jesus that they betrayed. In reality, it was themselves that they betrayed amen amen because jesus said he that would save his life will lose his life and so at the same time they were trying to save themselves and ultimately would kill themselves amen Amen. well now let me get to the point of this little story all of the gospel stories concerning jesus and the disciples are really about us. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 If you ever really want to find yourself in the Bible, uh, find one of the Gospels at that period of time when Jesus is going to the cross and the disciples are running the other way. All of these stories are about us. We, we know these stories. We know the story because the story illustrates the gap between our religious demonstrations, yeah. amen, amen, and our real actions, yeah. Yeah. amen. I tried to tell you last night that the most important thing about church is what happens when church is over, yeah. amen, amen. Yeah. amen, amen. If we are no different, when church is over, then what happened in church really doesn't matter. A- amen, A- amen, amen, amen. Yeah, that's, that's when it really counts. When after the benediction, amen, and we find ourselves going our various ways, that's when we show that what has happened in church has had an impact on our lives. Amen, amen. So all of these stories are about us. Yes. It's a story to demonstrate the gap between our declarations and our dedication. Right. Amen, amen. And you know how it is when you're a Christian. You know what happens over a period of time. You, you start out pretty committed. You, you start out pretty determined. You start out pretty dedicated and all of those things, but over a period of time you handle more responsibilities and you look around and you start having compromises and and all of those kinds of things and you're trying to walk two pathways at one time and trying to be one thing for another person and another thing for God. You know what happens over a period of time you find yourself trying to serve two masters. You find yourself trying to walk two pathways, the wide way and the narrow way at the same. You know what happens over a period of time. It happens to all of us. You know how it feels when we stand up in church and make all of them promises. Amen. 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 We make all of them promises in the church. We even sing promises. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, 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 I've said that at St. Mark, I'm hoping that God will forgive us for some of the stuff we sing. <laughs> when we stand up and sing, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender all to him, I freely give. I'm telling you the truth. I'm hoping God will forgive us for some of the stuff we sing in church. Amen, amen, amen. So so you know what happens. We stand up in church and we make all of those promises and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, I'm going to start going to Bible study, I'm going to come back to Sunday school, I'm going to be in church, I'm going to get involved in church, all of those kinds of things. And then when the going gets just a little rough, doesn't have to get very rough, just a little rough, amen, we give up on our commitments, amen. When we discover that there is a cost to be paid for our commitment, amen, then we sound like Peter, I really didn't know him, amen. But he says, Jesus says to us, as he said to them, one of you, all of you will betray me. We know the story. That's why we have to love the disciples. Thank God for the disciples. We, we love the disciples because they're just like us. Yes. Amen. Yes. They're, they're just like us. We especially love Jesus for loving them. Yes. A- yes. A- amen. A- amen. You've got to love Jesus for loving the disciples. No way in the world we would put up with Peter. Amen. No way in the world we put up with people. No, no, no. We have to love Jesus for loving them, for sharing his last meal with them, for dying for them and promising them a place in the kingdom. Listen, whenever I read about the Last Supper and find out that Judas was there, I say, Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I see, see, I reason within myself. If Judas could get a seat at the table, I know I can get one. I know I can get a seat. If 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 Judas, oh, praise the Lord. If Judas can get a seat at the table, I know I can get one. Amen. Amen. Now behind this attack, Is Satan he enters into Judas at the at the Last Supper the meal has barely begun when Jesus says one of you will betray me the disciples Judas has been so well concealed that all of the disciples said Lord is it I amen Lord is it I he enters into Judas In the garden, Judas is the one who comes to identify Jesus with a kiss. Amen. Judas is the one who decides to take the side of Rome and the side of the temple authorities against Jesus. Amen. Amen. At the conclusion of the meal that night, Jesus tells Peter, says, Peter, I have prayed for you. That your faith fail not. But that's not all. Then he moves into what I consider astonishing. Amen. He says to Peter, continuing to talk, he says, Peter, listen, uh, when you are converted, <laughs> amen, when you are converted, uh, he says, uh, when, when you are converted, he says, I am issuing you an invitation to return to relationship. Amen. Amen. How many of you can remember when conversion started? Now I didn't I'm not talking about when you got in the church. Huh? I think I'll tell you that I was in the church a long time before conversion started. Huh? I, I wish I had time to tell you. All the things you can do while you're still in church. (laughs) Lord, have mercy, huh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I wish I had time to tell you all the stuff you can do and be in church every Sunday morning. Is there a witness in here? Amen, amen. But thank God for when conversion started. He says, listen, Peter. He says, listen, listen, when thou art converted, he says, I'm issuing you an invitation to return to relationship. Amen, amen. Amen. He says, when when you have returned back, when you, 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 you are now turned away from God, but now when you turn back to God, when you turn back to God, when you come back to me, after you have repented and you make up your mind to come back to me, he says, then what you can do is you can strengthen the brothers and the sisters. Amen. 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 After, after you get yourself together. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter, after you worked on you a little while, then then you'll be able to do something for your brothers and your sisters. Amen. You'll be able to strengthen them. Amen. But in the interim, Peter, I want you to know that God is with you. Amen. And God is going to bless you even in the midst of your trials. Amen, amen. The the emphasis was, begins with the warning to Simon Peter, which is that he would be a return to Jesus. Amen. Amen. That he would come back to Jesus. And so the prayer on his behalf, so that Peter will not go all the way, that his faith would not lead him all the way away from God, but instead that he would come back and be used to strengthen others in the fellowship. Amen. Now, this, 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 this conversation is directed towards Peter because Jesus knows Peter's future. Amen. He knows his future. He knows that there's some preaching in Peter. Amen. Now, you're talking about a preacher. Peter was a great preacher. He preached on the day of Pentecost uh, uh, until 3,000 souls were saved. Amen, amen, amen. And And so Peter has a great future, and Jesus speaks to him with that in mind. He says, "Now, Peter, Peter, Satan hath desired to sift you like wheat." Now, the contemporary church, the modern day church, uh, we don't leave it up to Satan to sift folk. Did you? Did you see what I said? uh we don't we don't leave it up to satan to sift folk in in our churches we do the sifting huh huh uh when 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 we decide that that someone has sinned excessively huh well, then, then we put our label on them. Huh? And, 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 and we have a way of looking at them. Huh? And, and our, our look says, how do they have the nerve to come in us church? Huh? Huh? Uh, And we know their past. We know what they've been. We we know where they used to hang out at. We we know all about them. How can they dare come in here with us righteous folk and and sit here in our church and act like they've been born again? Uh, uh, Satan doesn't have to do the sifting today we do the sifting, that's why there are many folk who used to come to our churches who got tired of us looking at them on Sunday, rolling our eyes at them, and so they got up and left and went somewhere where they could feel comfortable in the presence of the saints and worship the Lord. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah and so 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 jesus says to him he says now peter when when you have returned uh, after you have repented uh, after you've gotten it together and, and you come back you can be used to strengthen the brothers and the sisters that's why the church has to be a place where people are forgiven uh, church has to be a place where people are loved, not because of, but loved in spite of. Amen. 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 It has to be a place where everybody feels comfortable. A- Amen. 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 I-, I I said the other day, said the other week, rather, that Jesus seemed to have a special affinity for fishermen. He says to them, "I will make you fishermen of men. And if you're gonna catch fish today, they they look strange. S- some of the fish got tattoos. Uh, some of some of the fish got ta- got them all over the head, all on the neck, all on their arm. They got." tattoos on them, then some of the fish, you know, they got all kinds, about six or seven earrings in the ear, they got, some of them got earrings in the nose, and some of them got earrings on the tongue, but, but they're still fish, they're, they're still fish. Some of them, some of them, some of them wear their pants a little lower than we would have them wear them but they're still fish. Uh, Some of them, some of them, some of them might smoke a little herb every now and then, uh, uh, but they're still fish. Here's the thing. Jesus says, he says, now listen, your job is to catch the fish. That's what your job is. He said, now that's all your job is to just try to catch the fish. Amen. He said, now, Don't you worry about cleaning the fish. I'll clean the fish. You just catch the fish. Amen. Amen. And, And so we need to be about kindness. And we need to be about tolerance. Amen. And we need to be about forbearance one to another. Because that's what the church really should be all about. Amen. God causes the rain to rain on the just and the unjust. The sun to shine on the just and the unjust. Amen. So we are called to be indiscriminate in our love and regard and forgiveness one to another. Amen. When Peter comes back, Pastor Vendus, he's broken. He's broken. But broken can be a good thing. Amen. Broken can be a good thing. The Bible says a broken and contrite spirit thou wilt not despise. Amen. And God can't do much with us until we first been broken. Is there a witness in here? He can't do much with us until we have first been broken. Amen. When we've been plowed up, when our soil has been overturned. Amen. Then we can focus on what we have gained in the midst of our losses. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, I thank God for the losses. Yeah. If you think God is good when he gives you, I wish, I wish, I wish I could get a witness in here tonight from somebody who knows how glad you ought to be of some of the stuff God took away. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. I tell you, I can say hallelujah for some of the stuff he took away. Yes, some of the stuff that I was holding on to that I thought I needed so much. And God loved me enough to take it away from me, and now I can say Hallelujah! Thank God that He took it away. Amen. So, so Peter, Peter, ironically, is better because of his losses rather than his gains. Now what he has gone through, the Bible calls sifting sifting it's it's a cleansing it's a purifying it's a time when you get rid of stuff it, it's a time when you discard stuff it's a time when you throw stuff out it, it's a time when you abandon some things it, it's a time when you discover spiritual maturity amen amen see see you can be better after your losses amen amen so Jesus says to Peter Peter when you've turned back amen they're going to be brothers and sisters who are going to need to be strengthened amen see Peter did what Jesus couldn't do <laughs> Jesus taught the kingdom but Peter preached Jesus Huh? Yes, Lord have mercy. Amen. He, he, he preached, and you know he could preach it. Yes. See, the best preacher is the one who was a mess. <laughs> Talk to me, somebody. I said, the best preacher. Huh? As a matter of fact, I don't want to hear no preacher that ain't never messed up. Come on, somebody. I don't, what I mean, what you got to tell me if you ain't never been a mess? I want to hear somebody preach that messed up, know they messed up, messed up more than once and God picked them up, cleaned them up, fired them up, sent them out. I want to hear that brother preach. Peter preached Jesus. Amen. Amen. He preached Jesus. Amen. He had been sifted like wheat and regathered into the fellowship. Amen. You do remember that one of the earliest charges against Jesus was this. This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Aren't you glad about it? Amen. Uh, Can I tell you that he still does? Welcome sinners and eats with them. Amen. 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 Thank God that he welcomes sinners. Amen. And so, my brothers and my sisters, I just wanted to tell you tonight, don't be disappointed. Think it not strange, the fiery trial. That is to try some of you. Amen. It's not abnormal. It's normal. Can I tell you that the more serious you get about Jesus, the more trials you're going to have. Amen. When you make up your mind and tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be like Jesus, look out. When you make up your mind that you want to be close to him, you, you want to live like he wants you to live, you, you want to love like he wants you to love, look out. Trouble is going to come. But can I tell you that he's a present help? Huh? <laughs> Anybody here tonight going through anything? Huh? Anybody here tonight know anything about trials? And tribulations, oh, you are so blessed. You are so blessed. You will find out more about him in trouble than you ever will in good times. (laughs) Amen. I know what I'm talking about. You'll find out more about him when you're down than you ever will when you're up. You'll find out more about him when you have trouble all around you. Trouble in your home, trouble on your job, trouble in your relationships. Because it's at that time when God gets so close to you and puts his arms around you and lets you know how much he loves you. And he's the only one that can make you look back and say, Lord, I thank you for my mountains I thank you for my valleys I thank you for the hard times you brought me through oh yeah yeah can I tell you that my praise came out of trouble huh oh yeah yeah I used to sit in church and say now it don't take all of that you know I don't know why these folk can't sit down and be quiet. Uh, And the Lord just let me go on, you know. And then after a while, trouble came, you know. Uh, And he'd get me out of one thing, and he'd get me out of another. And then he'd make a way out of one thing. If he didn't bring me out, he'd bring me through. If he didn't bring me through, he'd bring me over. And ever since then... I can't be still to save my life. Because every time I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. Oh, yeah. Yes, praise God. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeedy. Yes, Lord. Uh-huh. See, some folk haven't had it too bad. They've had it too good. That's why, when, that's why they're quiet in church and reserved in church and all of that kind of thing, you know. They haven't had any troubles yet. But I want to tell you, just hold on a little while. <laughs> just Just be patient just keep an eye on them because them quiet folk going to be loud after a while living in a world like we live in. Oh yeah, you're going to have some trials and tribulations. Huh? But it's all right. It's all right. It's all right because the troubles are going to make you stronger and the trials are going to bring you closer to Him. Oh, yeah, and you'll find out for real that he is a present help in the time of trouble. And so I found out that if he'll get into trouble with me, bring the trouble on. If he'll get into bad times with me, bring him on. If the trouble is going to teach me more about him, bring it on. If the trouble is going to teach me and show me how much he loves me. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because at the end of the journey, you'll be sifted, but thank God, you'll be saved. Huh? You'll be sifted, but you'll be saved. Yes. Yes. Think it not straight. It's though some strange thing were happening to you. Whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and rebukes. Amen. Don't have any troubles, any trials? Begin to worry. Begin to worry. Cause if he loves you, you're going to have to go through something, because the way out is the way through, not around, not over, not under, the way out is the way through. Anybody been through anything? Huh? Way out is the way through. But guess what? On the other side of through, Lord have mercy. On the other side of through, there's a blessing waiting on you. On the other side of through, yeah. Yeah, there's some knowledge about Him on the other side of through. Thank God. The doors of the church are open.